The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank. With many Australians recovering from the devastation caused by the bushfires, as well as coping with the economic impact of coronavirus, this year Commonwealth Bank staff will give away more than 200 grants to community organisations and charities across Australia. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Wednesday the 19th of August. In your squeeze today, pressure on AMP, our federal government's COVID vaccine deal, China's wine dumping claims, and our highest paid female athletes. This is your squeeze today. We're starting with a big story in business circles. It involves what some are calling massive cultural problems at wealth management company AMP. The issues at hand are sexual harassment allegations against the head of AMP's capital division, Bo Pahari, and the way the company has dealt with them. Let's start, Claire, with how the claims came about. Pahari was promoted uh, in mid-June and not long after that, a report surfaced in the Financial Review saying that he'd been waived through for that big new job despite the company knowing that he'd been financially penalised for settling a sexual harassment claim that was brought by a female subordinate. Uh, AMP responded saying there was a whole external investigation conducted and it was found to be a lower level breach and that he had learned from the matter. But on Monday, details of the claim became public. Julia Slikowski, who's a former AMP executive, uh, made a statement through her lawyers saying that she was the person uh, at the centre of it, that it wasn't a low-level issue at all, that it was actually a significant sexual harassment complaint and she didn't appreciate the way it was being uh, really sort of watered down to be something that wasn't a big deal. Also, investors, Claire, don't appear to be satisfied by AMP's response. And that's where it is bubbling along, as you say, on the front pages of the business news coverage, uh, also weighing in a significant politicians uh, in the economics debate. Tim Wilson joined Labor's Senator Deb O'Neill yesterday to say that they also have concerns about the way the company has dealt with those complaints and what does it say about the company more broadly. We've said it before, but we'll say it again. Watch this space. To COVID news now and the government this morning has announced they've signed a deal with drug company AstraZeneca for the development, production and distribution of a vaccine, that one by Oxford University. That vaccine, Claire, is not proven to work yet, but it's widely believed to show the most promise. Yeah, no vaccine yet has been proven to work. There's still quite a significant way to go yet before that happens. But as you say, it is one of the promising ones. Governments around the world are really racing to secure access to these vaccines and are making deals left, right and centre so that they can uh, distribute it if and when it does become a successful product. What Scott Morrison, our Prime Minister, has said is that it would be available to Australians for free. We don't know how much it will cost the government yet, though. And to some not-so-uplifting COVID news, in New South Wales, an urgent investigation is underway after a security guard just recently became infected with coronavirus while working at a quarantine hotel in Sydney. Something that happened earlier this month, uh, the reports say, and it's the first reported breach of New South Wales hotel program. There's lots of scrutiny on hotel quarantine at the moment. There's been a breach in Perth and 
charges were brought against a couple of women after they flew uh, from South Australia into Perth on Monday night. Also looking at what's happening in New Zealand at the moment, there's a case of a hotel maintenance worker there who has coronavirus and that's something that they're very concerned about too. Over in New Zealand there are 69 cases in total. This new case that you're talking about, the one from a hotel, is separate to the main cluster though, which is why there are concerns. In Victoria and still on hotel quarantine, at that ongoing inquiry into Victoria's hotel quarantine program, one expert has said that 90% of Victoria's active coronavirus cases can be traced back to a family of four staying at one of the hotels in May. Another week and another bit of news about moves China is making to disrupt trade with Australia. This time, China's launched an investigation into claims Australia is dumping wine on them at crazy low prices. If someone said they dump wine on me at crazy low prices, I'd so be fine with it. <laughs> You'd be like, how big is my cellar? <laughs> it's fine. In this context, though, it's not quite the same. Not quite the same. It's against the rules of trade to dump any product on a nation. What it means is that you essentially are trying to undermine local producers. And that's what China is now investigating. Simon Birmingham, our trade minister, says that hasn't happened uh, it also took some bark off Treasury Wine Estates yesterday. It's a big wine producer and it, it exports a lot of wine into China. Uh, it lost 15% off its share price yesterday. This comes off the back of other trade tensions, including the suspension of some beef exports, tariffs on barley exports and warnings to Chinese students and tourists to not travel to Australia. Speaking of wine, Claire, I'm not sure... If this one's a good thing or a bad thing, there may soon be a way for smartphones to tell someone when they're drunk by measuring changes in the way you walk or stumble, perhaps. <laughs> Look, and just when you think, you know, you've got it all together, you've had a few drinks and you're just, you know, casually sauntering off to the loo or something like that, or maybe back to the bar, uh, your iPhone will be able to pick up those small movements. That's certainly what researchers are hoping. And the idea is if you've got something uh, in your hand that can give you a bit of a sense about how you're tracking after a couple of drinks, then it might make us all safer. Always good to be kept in check on that front. Over in the US, the Democratic Convention has kicked off this week, which is where Joe Biden will formally be endorsed as the candidate for the Democrats in the US election. It's COVID time, so it's a virtual event. Long story short, Michelle Obama's appearance seems to be catching a lot of headlines. She really did dominate the coverage out of that convention yesterday. She, of course, is famous for talking about, you know, when the opposition goes uh, low, we go high, but she very much took aim at Donald Trump. Trump yesterday uh, saying that he is not the man to meet this moment uh, and that he's not a man who really should be in the White House going forward as she put the case for uh, the Obama's close friend Biden. Uh, Trump has responded overnight basically saying thanks for the nice words Michelle. Uh, he also has reminded Americans that the reason he's in the White House he says is because of the poor job that her husband did. And if you like your politics you might be looking forward to seeing what both former President Bill Clinton as well as Joe Biden's wife Jill have to say at that convention this morning. And we love a good list here at The Squiz. Here we go. The Forbes list of highest paid female athletes is out. No surprises that tennis stars dominate. 
Yeah, tennis really is the big money game for female athletes. And on that list, we've got at the top Naomi Osaka. I was a little bit surprised about that, I have to say, but she's got some big sponsorship deals. Next in line is Serena Williams, who has 36 million US dollars in earnings. And third is Ash Barty. There you go, Ash Barty. Nine out of 10 are tennis stars. Who's the one? Who's the one other? U.S. Women's National Soccer Team member Alex Morgan. She uh, came in 10th for the year with $4.6 million. A fairly big difference between 1 and 10 in earnings. Finally, the email subject line, Claire. What are we singing today? Today is the anniversary of the release of Lady Gaga's record-breaking debut album, The Fame. So I've taken a line from that. We've got a few stories today about drinking in the email and in the podcast. So I've taken a line from Just Dance, which is, where are my keys? I lost my phone. It goes hand in hand with drinking, that's for sure. What's the anniversary? Is it 10 years? Uh, No, it is 12, if you can believe it. I know. Finally, thank you for tuning in each morning to the Squeeze Today podcast. A big thank you also to those who have got their friends and family onto it. Word of mouth is the number one way we grow, so we really do appreciate that. That's all from us this morning. We'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. Message now from our podcast partner, Sunbeam. With so many unhealthy snacks on offer, it can be hard to find something to keep your kids satisfied and happy. Sunbeam's dried fruit and cheese chilled snacks contain only real fruit and real cheese with no artificial colours or flavours. And they're a great source of calcium. It's a snack you can feel good about giving them while you're on the go. Pick up a pack today in the dairy fridge at your local Woolworths, Coles or independent retailer. Thank you.